A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. You have no authority here, Jackie. Um, Michael Fry is a very talented boy with all his songs. I'd be waiting to buy the album on vinyl. Would you Would you be getting him in now to do an old podcast or something? <laughs> I hate podcasts. Huh? <laughs> uh, we're all back together. Relatable. I'm so full. I'm so full of feelings about the anticipated news that's coming in the news am i allowed to talk about it oh my god okay yes okay i know from what you just sent into our group i know we're on the same train of thought i was piecing all the pieces together today so i think that we can say allegedly apparently there's some information that we know for certain army hammer worked on a construction site last year in joshua tree with his friend ashley something or other helping him I, or found, Ashton, I know all about Ashley Ashton or something Ashton who bought a hotel or a motel some sort of small building Cassie, that accommodates I've people. identified exactly where it is a young it's a motel Maps. it's called 29 uh hold on let me get this up here I'm on Google Maps can you Not see any kind that. of like freshly upturned earth well, well you the know they we know that they found bodies there like yes they, they found, found the remains two... of of some uh, five days ago there it news was released that uh bodies let me get the actual thing up here because the way they described it was i know the girls that were missing in the area well there's one not they found themselves no they found the bodies of two people near about within the vicinity of the hotel motel but they've also piecing together the fact that army was there in june 2020 when this local woman went missing and yes. now they're trying to connect the two between the missing mother and army hammers weird as fuck behavior and weird all text allegedly right. all allegedly so i do have something bits. to bring to the conversation but mine is highly specific and quite odd Okay, uh, so you guys go more. Give me more. Well, here's what here's what a little bit more. Yeah. So yes, Army Hammer was working with this guy. What did we say his name was again? Ashton. Ashton. 
I think oh, it's uh, yes. So Ashton Ramsey is this guy's name. He's a casting director, producer person. Friends Slash with Army. Hotelier. No big deal. Yes, bought a hotel uh, right there in California in the desert. Said to himself, I'm going to need a pal to help with this. Good plan. And sure, who's out of work? Only my actor friend, Army. Totally. But here's the question I have for both of you. Army, as we know, is a descendant of a very wealthy oil baron, also goes by the name Army Hammer, his father. I did so not know why that. now would Army... Army says that he wasn't, it wasn't about being out of work and it wasn't about the financial gain of being construction worker. It was entertainment because he was bored during He was twiddling G. his thumb, thumbs. But also that was during the time that he had separated from his wife. Mm-hmm. So he went and he actually lived with Ashton. So he was... What he did was a Brad Pitt. Do you remember when Brad Pitt did that? Okay, so uh, yeah, I don't actually recall that. I uh, but <laughs> I see, I see where you're going here. Did Brad Pitt pretend to be just a he, regular human for a period know, of they, time? They go and they say, oh, "I'm going to do a bit of soul searching, and then I'm going to do this mortifying GQ cover." That's what happened. Oh, Come so on, do gosh. you remember that cover? Do I remember? Well, are you Brad saying that Pitt's GQ uh, cover? I, it's embedded in my mind never to leave my mind Jen treat yourself Brad Pitt for GQ I mean it's like Jesus in Joshua Tree that's basically oh, what's happening fine. there oh fine I and remember that so good how we funny you should say GQ, GQ magazine because didn't Army feature at, during the time of his friend, you know construction work on this hotel featured on the cover of GQ fucking magazine so being shot so much at so, the location Yes, no exactly, way. Cass. No way. So, yeah. motel, uh, this motel by the name of 29 Palms, very good value, by the way, six reviews, all five star. Yeah, but you rude. have to tip with your own ribs. Well, so yeah, so there, that hotel featured that cover on their Instagram during around, you know, when it came out and Army was still obviously there, right? Fast forward to five days ago, bits and pieces Literally, County Coroner says of this, uh, so bits and pieces of a human <gasps> were found by a hiker. He describes it as various bits and pieces and uh, they have been determined to be human but have not been identified, right? Guess where they were discovered? Only a place called Wonder Valley. And I wonder, and I'm sure you're wondering too, how far Wonder Valley is from our motel, £29. Well, it's 15 fucking minute drive away. Very so convenient. we're talking ex- around the bloody corner. Now, we don't know how long the body's been there. We, nothing else do we know about it other than that at this point. But I didn't know what connection you made there, Cass, about the missing mother. I didn't know that. Tell me more. Well, just that there was a there's a high profile case of a woman who went missing in June 2020 around that area was out walking her dog or hiking in Joshua Tree and hasn't been found. And they're just now apparently the news that is supposed to be breaking today. I've been refreshing the L.A. Times all day. Yeah. Apparently the news that is coming today is that Army has been taken in for questioning (gasps) in connection with that disappearance. Oh, my God. 
That's Amazing. allegedly what allegedly. That article I know, is like absolutely allegedly. And we're, this could be this is going to go out tomorrow on Tuesday, and we'll have to jump. We could back be all wrong. Quick. We'll have to get a quick phone call together and say, guys, we got this completely wrong. But big apologies. I'm getting no way. I think we're probably going to have like a, a kind of a spin-off series called, you know, the Army Dive, where we just do a, like a quick dispatch every fucking twelve hours of like what's the latest. Guilty or innocent, so. I want to do it. <laughs> Look, let's not hope anyone's died. But so, well, well, these the people are already missing dead. Justice. They're definitely Did that dead. Not, that lady go missing it, during the time period that army was in was there. in the vicinity. Yes, yes. yes, yes. Wow. Oh. And did you guys see the screen grabs um, that in the cut shared on Twitter? Yes. Where, like, I just really this is really um, I don't know tells everything. It's the um, it's the one where so they were speculating and kind of updating constantly that like obviously everything you guys are just saying. Um, and then uh, somebody goes on House of Effie on Instagram. Which is, who, which is who originally broke all the cannibal screenshots. Um, yes, oh, I thought because it was this is a girl. No, Dumois dated. picked it up. So ah, Dumois is the big great. Dumois is the fantastic celebrity goss account that are just like back to their JLo spottings now. And we're like, there's a crime that needs to be solved. Dumois, please pull it yeah, out Dumois, come on and they're so, still there like anyone who's met Michael yeah says Dumois is like, just like a fantastic <laughs> celeb spot kind of sassy celebrity account and yeah. they broke she's they, not in the mood for suing anyway no say. they were the um they they brought I suppose this to because they've like 700 and something thousand followers so it was them yeah. that brought the cannibal text to people's attention but they mm. had pulled them from House of Effie's stories so she knew someone or dated army, but she started collating all of the accounts of this. Yeah, what's happened and as so a result she... of that as well is there's fr- there seems to be an anti House of Effie uh, faction Instagram account that's running in parallel. Okay, so it's disputing everything that this House of Effie account is saying, and uh, again, what what who to believe? Where do we go? But House of but Effie quote... has produced photographs of herself at some point put up photographs of herself and uh, had these images that army apparently had sent her of himself these original images so okay so she's we, definitely had direct contact yes we feel like that th- that could be true so she's tw- she had put up a story that's just said holy shit i know what's going to come out it's bad really bad then down in smaller text like i'm shaking and feel like i'm gonna throw up bad Mm. and uh, I think that's the one that I'm like oh Oh dear oh dear did you guys see just on a side note um, my old pal Brandy Glanville's tweet oh my gosh oh my god so take her Twitter away from her anyone who didn't spot it so Brandy Glanville is um, Housewives of Beverly Hills alum seasons three four and I haven't watched beyond four so don't tell me guys uh, so anyway, she tweeted, dear at Army Hammer, you can have my rib cage. How do you just keep getting hotter and hotter? Hashtag let's BBQ. Um, oh God, she's some woman for one woman. She is it's just proves like once again, a total my, idiot. Yeah, or, but, or my like never just so craving. I think so craving of attention. 
I just think the never ending hypothesis that the standards are on the floor when it comes to dating straight men. That apparently, <laughs> yes. even you can find a man. Alleged cannibal. An alleged cannibal who's d- certainly demonstrating some clearly violent behaviors. Yeah, and like proven, well, certainly like, you know, legitimately, uh, you know, an alleged abuser. Like the yeah. cannibalism, you know. Yeah, few people get him back to her anyway. Brandy, yeah. no girl. He's an abuser. These women are scarred for life. This other person, this tweet is deplorable. Uh, there are very serious abuse allegations against this person. You're mocking these and all victims. And uh, it's yeah. just, no, just don't, just, just don't, don't say anything. Just, just don't, just don't weigh in in the conversation on how potentially attractive Hot you find this him person is yeah I, there so was do we great piece on how he's potentially the most prolific serial killer of all time because he's just so forgettable looking that like yeah. when you look at him he's very attractive but the minute you look away you can't recall what he looks like totally. no distinguishing yeah features. and they were like that's great for hollywood where you're being told he's the like hot one in the movie and you're watching the movie and it's fine and then you can go and he can go star in a different movie and be that hot guy but like you can't you can, if you ha- yeah guy. he's generic looking like if you were to describe him to a police officer you'd be like tall man brown brown hair, hair beard nice eyelashes beige skin you know but you could probably Crayola, line, you could probably beige. line up a couple of people from LA and you know yeah a few, few waiters waiters slash actors between jobs Definitely. And you know, people are pretty thirsty in LA for success. They'd be like, yeah, okay, I could be a cannibal. Pilot season takes. is coming up. I'll I'll do it. No probs. Hashtag trending. Um, oh, wow. It's Cassie, so wait, insane. did you say you know that the article is coming or you, f- you, you think you know that it's tomorrow? Well, all, I mean, I'm getting my information exactly where everyone else is getting it from. Okay. Twitter and I love Dumois. when someone just says that instead of being like, on their Instagram story, this just in, and then copy and pasting something from a journalist Twitter. No, I mean I'm yeah. not. I'm not getting it. I've gone. I've gone. <laughs> so the people who seem to be key on this are, um, House of Effie, Dumois, Into the Cut magazine. Not to be mistaken from the reputable The Cut the magazine. Cut. It's not. I know. I saw that and was like, The Cut. Like. What intern is on their Twitter? Yeah, I was like, no, this is... And actually, I saw a couple of... It was an interesting day because I was like really reading everything I could find on it. And... Um, Sorry, I have to say, and a few magazines that, had included not, quotes. And I was like, oh, girls, no. No, yeah, get careful them down. Now. Get them down. I know. I, I was about who? to add not to denigrate interns because at this point, most of them probably have PhDs and are... Um, Holding Donatella Versace's ashtray. Yeah. So big up and the interns. St- still not Pay getting them. paid for this work that they're doing. Um, but yeah, they'd included quotes from like say House of Effie's Instagram story or Dumois <sighs> or um what the- people were saying on Twitter. And I was like, that is not a reputable source of information. Do not quote it, you'll get sued. <laughs> yeah. The fear. So no, maybe they so have wrong. unpaid invoices and they're like, fuck all of you. Yeah. Fuck so the fr- world. from what from those 
unreputable sources you feel tomorrow is the day no it's supposed to be today but we were just talking about this like when if the LA Times is going to break a big story which apparently they're going to do so there was three does Ronan Farrow contribute to the LA Times yeah this rumours are he's writing it I thought that he did New York Times I thought he was a New Yorker well interesting because the three there was uh, over on Dumois, the chatter was from insiders. So people emailed Dumois and they're like, Anon, please. Um, I have a I have a tip. And the sort of most prolific tips were that it was coming from a UK uh, tabloid, Daily Ooh. Mail. Obviously, it was going to be Daily Mail. But then it the w- mirror, maybe. And then really it became that it was going to, or the sun, like they have, they will publish it. Um, but then it became... That it was either going to be the New Yorker or the LA Times. And the LA Ooh. Times seems to be the one that people have like written in and confirmed that it's definitely coming from the LA Times today. But like loads of people. It's What's either- the time difference now? Are they like about 15 hours behind us? 10? Yeah. So it's only the morning. Come on, guys. Oh, so Come it could today could be the day. So yeah, like, like it's only you know half way- nine in LA now. So like it's going to, it could come at some point today. But Do you know the way fashion journalists stay up all night to watch like the Oscars red carpet and stuff and live yeah. tweet it? This, this is our Oscars night. Yeah. We just need to stay up. Take, take and do you know what? It's a, it's, it's a great, it's a great time for Azalea Banks because um there was like a more minor story that she had dug up her dead cat to taxidermy it. And like <laughs> in normal right. times. In absolutely normal times, that's the weirdest shit somebody could do. And now everyone's like, oh, Army Hammer's over here potentially have killed maybe three people and wants to eat everyone else. And Azealia's over here stuffing her cat and no one's looking at her. Hang on, tell me more. So Did she succeed? Well, she she uploaded a video to, um, I think, her Instagram, which has since been deleted, showing her followers that she was digging up her cat and the video shows oh literally her, herself like yeah shows oh, them digging Fists up the cat of dirt. digging I'm up the cat it. and pulling out the cat in a in a bag and then she puts the cat into boiling something so first everyone was like <gasps> is Azalea Banks eating her dead cat and then she was like oh my god why the fuck would you think I'd eat a cat I'm obviously taxidermying it Obvi. so it seems maybe just three weeks after the death of her cat she decided that she'd missed her opportunity I was not going to let its potentially already rotting corpse go to waste and instead has dug it up, bleat or like boiled yes, it up. Yes, boiled and, away. That's yeah. the way. That's the way That's you do correct. it. That's correct. Knight schooled us on that. And now she's taking it off to be taxidermy. Well, I'll tell you what she's done before she did that. She made a pair of earrings out of its jaw bones. Wow. And a small necklace out of some bones in its ear. Wow. Um... Listen, I think again, reuse, reduce, recycle. No problems here. I find nothing wrong with this. And I'm also sitting in judgment. And then my eye, I mean, my mind just kind of traveled downstairs in my house to where I have the skull of a dog hanging on my dining room wall. And it wasn't even my dog. Well, that's even weirder, isn't it? Yeah, I'm not going to go into the backstory because I feel like telling that would ruin it. I but think that things if anyone wash up. Although that skull does say written by the fair hand of Jen O D W Y E R in blue ballpoint pen. It says get well soon on that dog skull. Did I? I've no memory of that. I know. Beautiful. Love Jen it. just probably picked him up in her house. It's like the two of you just sauntering around Sandy Sandy Mountain Dunleary 
with your little Thanks, gorgeous Kat. kids. Thanks for exposing our Everybody location. Knows. This is terrifying. Everybody knows. Sauntering around South, South Kodo um, with your beautiful little children and then going back to your homes that are filled with the bones of dead people or dead things. No problem. That's fine. That's 100% fine. That's just a part of the living world we live and breathe in. We are also just alive dead people at the moment. There True. is so many. Yeah, we're just dead people in waiting. We're just pre-dead. Yeah. Um, yes, the some pre-dead. of us closer than others. Um, I this is actually yeah this is like a good for kind of foreshadowing of my creep next week where I'm intending to read you guys an uh, extract from my new book oh. and Cassie to say that you don't know the half of what does be going on in my house regarding Dead remains. Things. Well, just just wait and see. Huh. Yeah, yeah, I'm excited. What a perfect podcast to have launched such a book on. Such really. a creepy, creepy book. Yeah. Yeah. Um, be, speaking of creeps, so, does anyone have any further creeps or are we just going to make this the army hammer hour and believe me, I'm pro that too. No, no. Okay. I, so, have, a, I have a creep. What do you have, Cass? Well, I have, I'm actually inundated with creeps this week, which is because the world is the creep that keeps on creeping. Um, the so creep I don't know now. if you saw, this one's really long, so I might save it for a week where I kind of, we need an hour long creep. Um, I don't know if you saw that piece this week in the New Yorker about, or was it the New York magazine? Um, the housemate who had basically never oh, read it overtaken an apartment and pushed the original housemate yes. into a small room where she was now living during covid times while this woman had like <laughs> used every loophole in the book to take over her apartment Stay. and not pay rent and become the discomfort i couldn't get through it Cass. oh i was in the start so of it and i was it like sounds like me and my children so well, it didn't exactly. go into it too much as a creep because i was like this is just so awful like terrible um small footnote in the story that the original person's partner uh was dealing with a family emergency in which her mother had been murdered over a dispute oh, about property i was like oh, that's whoa. but i was like that's the story i was like can we get more of that please because this yeah. <laughs> creepy woman who's moved in with her dog and her daughter is a is a nuisance but like it's well but anyway i was like what the fuck is the story with these sort of american tenancy laws that it makes it impossible to evict someone who's behaving in this way and not paying rent. So then I found this really long read story called The Worst Roommate Ever about a guy who does this to people repeatedly and how he arrives at their apartments, takes them over, stops paying rent. He has like this in-depth encyclopedic knowledge of the <laughs> legal system and he seems to like repeatedly get away with it just for his own sadistic satisfaction. Yes. And he's living. He's making a savings on the rent. Yeah, that's the bit I don't get. He's physically living in the discomfort. In the discomfort. With a dog and a cat and just like. Impervious, obviously, to the. Sitting in the the next room texting them. Momos. So. Sitting in the next room texting texting them. them, Like like, threatening them, you know? Um, So this is a really long story. So I I don't think I have time to go into it today, but I'm going to save it. So then instead inspired by the army hammer thing i was like how creepy is it that we have been like somewhat engaging with a criminal like a real murder that we've like put him on this pedestal before we knew he was so creepy we're like look at this gorgeous man isn't it so weird that he could turn out to be a murderer and then i was like 
I wonder have any celebrities been murderers before? Oh, yes, they have. Yeah, so I have a lot of A, weird headlines from listicles. B, a lot of celebrities who have either purposely or accidentally murdered people. And then I have this great story that I had to read more about of a woman who was uh, kidnapped and held at ransom, tied up in a celebrity homicide situation. Whoa. Very excited to hear. I just loads little of aside. I know. Army Hammer's like, own like, grandfather murdered somebody. Oh, what? Yeah, but yeah. like, was it in the in old the days family. where, like, do you know I the way? I did not know this. A slip of the hand, somebody's dead. And Listen, sure, people died brand. much easier. Yeah, um, harder to prove it. I have much um, harder. A creepsicle, uh, which is a listicle of creeps. Um, do you remember I was teeing up that extremely depressing one that I was like, we just need to get out of January and then I'll tell it. Oh I, God, is it here today? Again, no, once again, I've you like, kicked it down. like, I just, maybe we need to get out of lockdown before I tell it. It's oh, yeah. really interesting. It's really like an important story. But I can't do it. So instead I've got um, some, uh, some freaky creeps. Uh, though who's the real creep? People paying to see them? Or them. Love oh. It. oh, interesting. You so said I've got people like, paying to see. Yes, exactly. That because is a hint. That's... That is what's called an Easter egg. And I'm basically doing five of the best sideshow performers. Oh, ex- oh well, you're right on, uh, on track with mine. I, if we have time, will tell you about the fucking Fox sisters and the beginning of spiritual, the movement of, of spiritualism. Oh, brilliant. The very women who invented, like, the seance. The seance. Uh, but, like, um, the whole concept of speaking to somebody from the other side. Do you know they that, like, were WB the that. and Constance Markovich and all of their crowd was mad into this stuff? Look, it's the orig- origins of the Ouija. Yes. And do you know what's the most interesting about that story? It was made up sorry, originated by the most terrifying things in the whole planet. Teenage girls. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. They run the world, though, don't they? I thought you were going to say 11-year-old boys, and I, like, really find them terrifying. Oh, wait till you get a load of these viewers. Anyway, Cassie, you want to kick us off? Yeah, sorry, I got sidetracked there now, trying to find the details of Army Hammer's murderous grandfather uh, grandfather in life but i won't get into that now what i am going to tell you about however is the murder of um a lady called um sorry i have to bring it back up now uh the murder of murley Mur- muriel mckay mm. muriel so, mckay muriel mckay um who was the wife of an associate of rupert murdoch and who was kidnapped when the kidnappers believed her to be Rupert's wife, Anna. And this is what? how... Yeah, Jeez, so, lads, now, come on, really get that right, for God's sake. Yeah. Hang on. Google Well, I'll explain it. how it all came to be. So, Please do. On the evening of December 29th, 1969, one of Rupert's top executives, Alec McKay, was using a company Rolls Royce to go back to his home in Wimbledon. Um, oh, how journalism has changed. Oh my God, yeah. Just the company Rolls Royce just borrowed from Casual. his boss casually, probably going home at like 5.30. Um, and when he arrived at his house, he rang the bell 
four times and it was three short rings and one long ring which was a special code he had to alert his wife Muriro that he had been that he would be home because they had previously been broken into so she was really on edge god love her poor woman um so Muriel who was 55 at the time used to keep the front door locked and with an interior chain and a special lock so when he she didn't arrive to the door after the um the special ring Alec got a little bit alarmed, turned the doorknob and found the door was unlocked with the chain dangling. He found her handbag on the floor, a roll of tape on a hall table and heavy twine on the chair. The telephone had been ripped from the wall and a bill hook, like that kind of thing you use for trimming your weeds, which was on like (gasps) a long... What, like a giant kind of one? It's like like a small machete, a little machete. Fabulous. Yeah, just a just a like a, just a little kind of a small on a long stick. adorable machete. Yeah, so that was there on the table. Uh, the TV was on, the fireplace was lit, and the dashhound dog was crying in the corner. Oh God! So, I know, terrible. So Alec grabs the bill hook for protection and starts searching the house, but the t- couple's two cars were in the garage, and uh, Muriel was nowhere to be found. The Alec had been working as the chairman of the Lon- the News of the World based in London and he had borrowed the Rolls Royce from his boss Rupert who was only 38 at the time mm. and Rupert at the time was on vacation with his real wife Anna in Australia. So the police were called and arrived to the scene and they determined that obviously the bill hook was used to intimidate Muriel as she was bound, gagged and kidnapped for ransom so later on that day at about 1.15 a.m a caller identified himself as mafia group three from america got through to alec mckay and demanded Mm. one million pounds for muriel's return which is like 16 million oh yeah dollars today like a massive amount of money so mckay was like that is money i just don't have and the the caller was like well you better get it um, and what are you talking about you're Rupert Murdoch no well they realized I think when they got to the house and they found because Muriel was Australian okay so they would have realized pretty quickly that it wasn't Anna but I reckon panicked and decided that they would kidnap Anna anyway yeah. or kidnap Muriel anyway so for eight and also Muriel and Alex still displayed an awful lot of wealth like their house was really big it was in Wimbledon they reckon that they had they had mistakenly followed the Rolls Royce back to this home, believing it to be Rupert. So they, you know, he was they were rich. They just weren't, yeah, you know, a million pounds rich. rich. Um, so for eight days, Alec and the police waited as the kidnappers went silent. Um, feeling desperate, a member of the McKay family consulted a medium who said that Muriel was being held in a shabby North London neighborhood and that that the the criminals were not just motivated by wanting money, but they were actually bitter and malicious people. Uh, but the killers yeah. did want money. They communicated to the News of the World via letter requesting that the ransom be paid in two installments. And in the few weeks after she was kidnapped, they repeatedly called Alec McKay, and who kept insisting he had nowhere near the amount of money, but they became more and more demanding. So... Alec became really concerned by the fact that Muriel had been away, like it had been weeks. And on the 
27th of January, um, 1970 then an envelope arrived or is it it's still night i'm sorry i'm just getting the thing um yeah it's 1970 so she's gone missing on the on the 29th of december 1969 so um it's a good it's a month really by the time an envelope arrives with another payment demand um and the the this envelope apparently included a note from Muriel saying, keep the police out of this if you want to see me. But obviously the police were already involved. I mean, if any time there's a ransom and someone's kidnapped, I would say do get the police involved. And the police hatched a plan together. So one of the detectives dyed his hair and took on a costume to resemble the McKay's son, Ian, while another dressed up as a chauffeur and drove the Rolls Royce equipped with a two-way radio to go to the meeting spot on the 1st of February. But the kidnappers didn't show up. They completely failed to show, saying later on the phone that the Rolls Royce had been trailed and that they would meet soon to determine a different time or determine the time of Muriel's execution. Um, But they did agree to try a second rendezvous. This time, the officers were able to trace the dark Volvo they had sighted at the first meeting to... Uh, Hertfordshire which was 35 miles north of London and there they raided a farm and arrested Arthur and Nizamodian Hussein who were two Trinidad brothers so the two brothers had um, arrived in England in 1955 from Trinidad and Arthur had spent time in the army before deserting and becoming dishonorably discharged And shortly after that, he met a married woman called Isla Fisher, who was 10 years his senior and ran. Okay. Not the Isla Fisher. Not the Isla Fisher, because that was cool. Sorry, Elsa Fisher. I just went (laughs) Isla Fisher in my head. But I'm sure Isla Fisher. You just filled it in. You were like, surely they mean. I was like, this is just a (laughs) 90s, 50s cop drama. Of course it's Isla Fisher. Um... Elsa Fisher, she was 10 years old of them and she ran a ladies hairdressers in Hackney in East London. And she kind of fell for Arthur based on his like impressive plans. He's like, he always had these like illusions of grandeur and wanted, he had these great plans for like this really rich, luxurious lifestyle. So Elsa left her husband and moved Arthur into her building. Um... And by all accounts, her business was doing really well. Her ladies' hair salon was doing great. They had a went on to have a tailoring business as well. So, like, I'm sure reasonably wealthy people for the time. But Arthur had a gambling prob- problem and really expensive tastes. And one of his big dreams was to, to live in this, like, spawning country manor and wanted like this big country estate so in 1967 he moved from Hackney and bought Rook's farm and started boasting that this was his country estate but in reality it was a rundown pig farm on the Essex Hertfordshire border and desperately needed money to piece it together in some way that was in any way that's the kind of decision you make I mean, that is, it's not using your head. Sure it isn't. No. So really and truly looks good from the outside. It's the kind of thing you do when you have the money of the Murdochs or Ah. the money of someone else where you can just 
throw money at any sort of problem that arises like a burst sewage pipe or cleaning out where the pigs lived or something you don't just you don't just move down to the countryside with 20 pounds in your pocket um so arthur became under increasing pressure to make money and was just like increasingly angry and pissed off and whatever um so the answer came to him while he was watching david david frost interview of rupert murdoch and yeah. rupert murdoch at the time was quite boastful of his financial success and his business and what he had been doing and obviously is an incredibly um rich man like so, an elderly richie rich no yeah, but i mean he's only 38 40. at the time but like he's still you know um there was still like you know that the succession is kind of based on the murdochs jen oh yeah i sure do uh, so it's that I, my understanding is that he's in it's a, like a cover complete up a murder, bastard. no probs kind of level. Gotcha. Yeah. So the night that um, Arthur, who had recruited then his brother into it, Niz Amadine, the police managed to trail their Volvo back to the farm where they found the two brothers but did not find Muriel's body. So they arrested the two brothers and who subsequently went on trial for the kidnapping and the presumed murder of Muriel. So they, it was an interesting case because it was the, I think it was the first case in the UK where they were tried for murder without having a murder, uh, without having a body. Yeah. So the gallery was packed with onlookers at the time. And the jury deliberated for just over four hours and pronounced the two defendants guilty. And poor McKay, as he left the courtroom, he was heard saying quietly, I wish to God, I just wish I knew what happened to my wife. All I want to know is where my wife has been buried so that I can go and place some flowers. Um, God. So yeah, they think that they, they think that she was actually either, maybe not buried on the farm because they never found any remains, but potentially fed to the pigs. <gasps> Oh, of course. Um, and as we know, yeah. they'll eat anything. Yeah. So, um, them and army hammer. Them and army hammer. I mean, pigs apparently taste like a human. Eat a fucking pig army. Yeah. Eat just eat a just eat a regular rib, a regular barbecued rib. I mean, obviously, he's getting the taste from wanting ribs from having enjoyed pork, and he's like, "Yes, I wonder if this could taste better as a human thing." Um. So yeah, or that's find the story. someone who's just kind of like you know teetering, and just set up yeah. a kind of a, a contract and an agreement, you know, a consensual exactly. rib eating, like Armin Muse, although yeah. that yes. doesn't go so great for him. But like similar know. name, hauntingly. Um, yeah. So Anna, who was Rupert's real wife, who was not kidnapped, uh, who he had kids with, he was her. He was her second of four wives. Um. They subsequently divorced in 1999. Uh, she hates talking about this story. She hates it being mentioned oh, yeah. or being brought up anywhere. Because at the time, it was covered in the news of the world. And a lot of people called it a publicity stunt and um, were completely doubtful of it and kind of questioned why the Murdochs didn't step in and do more. And I think Anna did as much as she could, but obviously feels a tremendous amount of panic and sadness and grief around mm. the whole incident. Um, so it doesn't seem to be mentioned too much, but there is a play called Ink 
based on the kidnapping and murder. No way. Mm. Interesting. Mad. There you have That's it. Fascinating. Oh, there you have Yeah, well, look. They oh, with love that. They're like, oh, it's not her. Asher will roll with it. But I mean, they yeah, panicked. Exactly. They're like, we're going to get, we're going to get stuck now. Well, they could have disappeared into the ether. I suppose she, she, she could identify them. And also, he Rookie, just had yeah. his gambling and his taste for the finer things. Sure, we can all understand that. Hell yeah. Uh, thank you, Cassie. Very interesting. It's mad. Never, ever heard of that story. Yeah. Ever. Not surprising, considering Murdoch owns everything. He was just like, I just won't talk. I won't let that one be spoken about. People will be getting ideas then, you see. Like they might inspire a successful kidnapping. A successful attempt, yeah. True, true. True, true. True, true. Thank that you very much, Cassandra Delaney. You are welcome. All right. What do you want? Do you want the Fox Sisters or, or the go? listicle? You go Why Fox not, Sisters, so? actually, because like that could be a good entry in. An entry. All right. Well, it was quite a long time ago. And a uh, couple of sisters. Fado, Fado. Like we're in the 1800s and we're in New York. Uh, it didn't look at all like the New York we know now. It was kind of a rural spot that these three sisters well, two originally found themselves. Uh, sisters by the name of Margareta or Maggie and Kate, okay? Two sisters, age 14 and 11, being normal. You know, <laughs> bored, no television, no iPads, just kind of alone at night. Oh, yeah. You know, just getting up to all sorts. Oh, there's and, nothing um, to do. There's absolutely nothing to do. I mean, there's barely anything them, to do for teenagers now. Well, that's it. Well, well, we might have a kind of a flurry of this type of haunting after the current pandemic. <laughs> so one night, a strange sound began in the bedroom. And Kate said to Maggie, can you hear that? Clicking, like a thump click, coming from sort of down towards the door. They were kind of in beds beside each other. And uh, Maggie said, I do, I do fucking hear that, Kate. Ask, why don't you ask it a question? Perhaps it's a spirit of sorts. Oh, and this Kate is said, jumping to a conclusion quite rapidly. Don't be ridiculous, Maggie. That th- They don't exist. Anyway, right? The thumping continued. But instead of just confusing her sister Kate, Maggie decided, I'm going to let Kate in on this. And we're going to begin terrorising our mother. Excellent. So, the thumping and the strange noises, all coming from sort of the nether regions. Uh, the began. nether regions? Of who? Well, do you know, kind of lower lower towards the floor. From, oh, let's okay. say, the <laughs> knee to the floor. Thumping. And it began and they said, here, mum, come in here and see if you can hear these noises. And the mum said, I've been hearing these all through the house. And the girl said, that's funny. We Why don't we try them? asking it a question? Oh, right. And the mum said, don't be ridiculous. Plus, any kind of, you know, feeling of, it was very, you know, they were dipping their toe, you'll get that reference later, in the kind of world that was not welcome during these times. So we're sort of in uh, a heavy Christianity kind of time. All this kind of chitter chatter about ghosts and the like would have been considered very blasphemous. And uh, you just would be bringing it on yourself, basically. So the mum was like, I'm freaked out by this. 
I'm not want no part of it. I want no part of it. But she was intrigued. And so she said to the girls, I like this thing seems to be communicating with let's get a third party in just to kind of see if anything is actually happening here. So didn't they get Mary from two doors down to come up? And um, they f- it basically frightened the, inc- the bejesus out of Mary when they asked the spirit what age Mary was. And the spirit thumped 33 times. So Mary oh, weird. absolutely lost it at this point and was like, I don't know what is going on here, but we need more people involved. So, of course, everybody in their surrounding village and the girls were piled in the into the them, gap. Yeah. The girls were in the room at all times. There was definitely a feeling from very early on that the connection was between the girls and this spirit because the girls <laughs> moved rooms and the spirit continued to thump. I love the innocence of that well, they listen. have a spiritual connection. Nothing so, else. News travelled quickly, obviously, because this thing was turned into a bit of a fucking sideshow. And uh, the mum was getting a bit overwhelmed. Their dad was a bit unwell. And she was like, look, I've had enough people calling around here. Gals, I'm shipping you off to your sister, Leah, who lives in the city. And you can go live with her. And that can be your problem. Take your Poor, fucking right? thump spirit with That's you. it. So Leah was 35, living on her own in New York City, in the city of New York. And she was a single mother at the time. Down on her luck, uh, she was teaching piano lessons they were needed cash, okay? So obviously, by way of lettering, she'd heard about what was going on at home. The two girls arrived and they got to work making fucking money. And right. did uh, Leah get involved, like, from the off? Did she know? Yeah, Leah was in. What they were up in to. On it. I love it. love it. So here's how, do you want to know how they were doing it? Yeah. They were able to click their toes right like <gasps> pop the knuckles weird. in their toes and uh ankles so as well weird. there's some suggestion that it could have been a knee from a f- and whatever way they were able to do it, they could both do it and uh there was a they, they managed to kind of throw the sound around the room a bit with it so <laughs> depending on if it was a knee or maybe which toe you used you know but it was extremely convincing and so by the time they started to kind of you know, turn this thing into a money situation. It We've turned this now into an evening with guests and the girls, right? Ah. So people would come along and have what we imagine to be a seance. Room was darkened. The girls, everything was kind of, the scene was set by Leah, the older sister. And she was like, okay, we'll get the vibes going here and we'll get these people in and give them a thrill. So Leah was in and on. There's obviously, they had another couple of people in the background as well because stuff started moving around the room as well. Reports like came it. back from the early seance days. So they uh, that stuff was shifting around. The signs were speaking. You could ask a question and there'd be a one thump for yes and a two thump for no. And uh, people were incredibly convinced and really freaked out. Then it sort of shifted a bit into, can you speak to my dead family member? And the impression is nobody was massively comfortable with this shift in the business model. Mm. It started to get a little, you know, your conscience would be playing at you at this point. And, uh, but things were getting big and the money was streaming in, right? So they were famous. And uh, what comes with fame? Only the fucking tabloids. 
and the naysayers Sophs and Cassie they just had they attracted all of these people who said I don't believe this for a second and I'm going to prove it and Leah and her two sisters were like well we're going to have to come up against you know the naysayers if we're going to hold down this business we have to prove it somehow we've got to get really really good at this so they they invited um at this kind of uh i can't remember what they were called let me see in my notes but basically a team of people who, who were kind of decided that they were going to you know prove that this was not a thing like and, paranormal uh, investigators exactly like skeptics skeptics exactly the skeptic right. society of new york city exactly arrived and uh then the and so kind of three sessions of let's kind of smoke out the fakes kind of started to take place and the girls were fucking nailing it so they had them in the room they separated them the thumps continued they it was still it was still at that point it was really like where the fuck is the thumping coming from they got them back together they started to really try and isolate the sound of the thumps one of the skeptics got down on the ground one against a wall one up by the curtains your man on the ground says lads it's coming from here right he grabs a hold of Maggie's foot. <gasps> right? And they ask the spirit a question. One thump for yes, two thumps for no. Ooh. Right? A response is heard. <gasps> no movement from the foot. So that skeptic, neglecting to also then take a hold of Kate's foot, uh-huh. decided they're fine. So enter phase two, where they strip them nude. Um, they stripped the two girls nude. There was a team of women were charged with looking at the at the bodies, and still they could not be found to be fake. Round three, which just seemed like some kind of army barrage screaming into the faces of the girls, oh, did did work. Ooh. So at that point, they'd had enough. It was cr- tears. The and there was the confessions. Skeptics. Oh right, the girls from the girls. They held t- they held tight for years up to this point. Right, they were meant three or four years on the trot, and they were exhausted. And they were like, "I'm not even Fair. sure I want to fucking do this anymore." As you yeah. would, but yeah. you know, the money money talks, and uh, everyone I feel was like so the foot poor. Would be crampy. Oh my god! And the yeah, cramping, the arthritis, and the early like onset same. of arthritis. Like You're you exactly ever step right. on a kind of a a pole rung ladder? Yeah. Oh, oh, I take childbirth over it. Like, yeah, so so they were, they then, uh, basically the confession was kind of noted. They, they told everybody, well, I'll tell you what they did. They just didn't listen to the confession. By this time, uh, lots of other people had begun seancing and, you know, taking up, you know, they were like, these chicks, I can do this. And there was lots of other fortune tellers. There was lots of other spiritualistic leaders had formed, you know, totally separate from the girls. Totally so a huge fun. So people just movement. Believe what's fun. Exactly. A huge fucking movement had kicked off. And uh, there was obviously an opposite movement of, do you know what? It's a little the bit The rational QAnon. kind of people. Yeah. Well, yeah. less so maybe because the rational people were also just Christian Insane. people, you know. Fundamentalists. In, well exactly so there didn't seem to you know have a big voice of 
Well, I guess at that time it was you were there was only religion, and which religion were you was the question. So and anyway, also, do you know the way like you can go too far the other direction, and then you look as mad as the mad people? Exactly. Hard. It's a th- it's a thin line. It's a thin line. So uh, so they were they admitted to having done it wrong, but the board the train had left the station. Spiritualism was in full fucking swing, and seances were happening all over the gaff, and it was fun, like you say, bit of escapism. And uh, but it was all over for the girls. They made their money, and by that stage, they were heavily into the drink. And um, sadly, they right. sort of ended up back in kind of poverty land by the time they Damn they it. died. And uh, they sort of I have a few, couple of quotes here from them. They sort of rued the day they'd ever kicked it off. Uh. And uh, you know, people were often they became sort of a laughing stock then, you know, and. Dreadful. And Dreadful. what kind of quotes? What kind of things did they say? So uh, Mar- Maggie told her story of the origins of the mysterious rapping in a signed confession given to the press and published in New York World, that was the newspaper, in 1888. And in it, she explained the uh, events. She said, um, uh, my eldest sister uh, took Katie and me to Rochester. So she's talking about Leah there. And yeah. there it was that we discovered a new way to make the raps. That's the noise that she was talking about. So my sister Katie was the first to observe. Uh, sorry, so the clicks were the toe clicking. That's how they kind of originated. It's fascinating and that then they both the raps it. kicked mm. off. Yeah, Isn't well, they it? just. I guess maybe it's it might be genetics. Yeah, um, like the tongue rolling or something. Exactly. So she says, my sister Katie was the first to observe that by swishing her fingers, she could produce certain noises with her knuckles and joints. And that same effect could be made. So that's so they basically yeah, extended the clickings thing. to the hands and the wrists, exactly like you're doing. Yeah, I can't uh, make any noise so, with it though. But you know the way some people can like do their. I'm very clicky up. as a person. Yes, you are. But I the definitely knees. my knees and my ankles. But yeah. I definitely wouldn't be able to kind of keep it up on demand. I wouldn't be able to count thirty three in my knee clicks or my ankle so, clicks. So here she goes. She said that she they found that when they were making the wraps with. The uh, wraps and clicks with our feet, uh, first with one foot and then with both. Uh, she said, We practiced until we could do this easily when the room was dark, like the most perplexing things we made clear. It's astonishing how easy it was done. So she's saying, Just like, oh my God, how did no one fucking cop on to us earlier? Yeah. I guess. So yeah. the wrapping is simply the result of perfect control of the muscles of the leg below the knee, which governs the tendons of the foot and allow the action of the toe and the ankle bones oh. that are not commonly known. That's not clear. Sorry. That's not clear at all. You wouldn't be, like an, your average man would just I'm be like, I hear a noise. To... Yeah. Yeah. So she says, such perfect control is only possible when the child is taken at an early age and carefully and continuously taught to practice the muscles. Um, So she says, which grow, they grow stiffer in later years. This then is the simplest explanation of the whole method of knocks and raps. She also wrote, a great many people when they hear the rapping, imagine at once that the spirits are touching them. It's a very common delusion. Some very wealthy people came to see uh, to see me some years ago when I lived in the 42nd Street and I did some rappings for them. I made the spirit rap on the chair and one of the ladies cried out, I feel the spirit tapping me on my shoulder. Oh, of course, wow. she says, that was pure it. imagination. It's power of suggestion. 
And that's the, exactly so. So they were discovering this as they were doing it, which must have been amazing for them at the time as well to be like, Jesus Christ, this thing's grown legs. And like you're one over there just feeling something. People just being like. They'd be delighted, wouldn't you? If you're like leading yeah. something oh, yeah. into an illusion and then somewhere over there like, I can feel it. I can feel it. You're like, yes, you can. You can. Yes, you exactly. Can. So um, at, at the end then, they ha- they obviously were rumbled or they had their confessions were noted and things were going badly and they completely rejected all of spiritualism. And here's a quote. Um, this is part of their statement. They said, that I have been chiefly instrumental in perp- uh, uh, perpetrating the fraud of spiritualism upon a too confiding public. Um, most of you doubtless known the greatest sorrow in my life has been that this is true. And though yeah. it has come late in the, in the day, I am now prepared to tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. Mm-hmm. So help me God. I am here tonight as one of the founders of spiritualism to denounce it oh. um, as an absolute falsehood from beginning to end, as the flimsiest of superstitions, the most wicked blasphemy known to the world. Jesus. That's from Maggie. And Kate much less wordy, just says, I regard spiritualism as one of the greatest curses the world has ever known. Thank you, Kate. And uh, I feel like Kate should have just been like, my sister made me do it. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. So that's that's it. That's really the story of the... I was just humping uh, my hump teddy and then she was like... here let's rap on the door on the floor she's like just leave me alone will you Maggie exploring Um, Uh, so that's the end of it and that's the beginning and sure that was the beginning of what of everything we know today of of spiritual if you were to count the Ouija board and then like you say the movements and then the absinthe and all the writers and the artists and everyone just getting involved and getting off their head and you know feeling like they're seeing things things yeah much like yeah Had they only known about carbon monoxide, they would have made a (laughs) fucking fortune. You blame everything on carbon monoxide. Because it's usually the most obvious thing. What's that theory (laughs) that the the most obvious answer is the answer? The answer is the most likely. Yeah. (sighs) Occam's razor. Anyway, anyway, that's what it's called. Well remembered, Cassie. Um, just to give you an update there, while you we were moving, no, we've no big update yet. But oh, when Jen said that Army's father killed someone, I was like, well, surely that's something we should know. But Army's grandfather, so Army's father is Michael Armand, and it's their great grandfather who's the billionaire. So the, oh. it's Army's grandfather Julian son of the billionaire who was um arrested and indicted uh after the murder on a murder charge he's accused of slaying Bruce Whitlock a longtime friend during an argument over um an old debt he was jailed <gasps> without bail pending a hearing on May 18th what year is this i can only find an old clipping this is in nineteen fifty. Great grandfather, though, isn't it? Nineteen fifty-five. So he was, um, yeah, he was arrested, and that's all I can find is a little snippet where he's getting a little kiss on the cheek from his mom. I imagine he of got off. He swanned home pretty quickly. Absolutely, after that one. and it's very hard to find. Obviously, it was the fifties, but like very hard to find any information on Julian Hammer. There, I will keep going. I will not sleep until we have our update. Day I'm on obsessed. it, Cassie. More as I have it. And back to you in the studio. 
um, will will I tell you a bit about sideshow um, peeps, or are we a bit? Uh, we kind of are we? Have we outstayed? Whatever you want, whatever you'd like. What do you think, guys? I'm easy. Yeah, I would like to hear more about sideshows. Okay. Um, or is it? Are we? Have we been on a long time? I just somebody well, tell me. We've been We're on an hour. hour in. We're an hour. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Um. So. Uh. Ha- okay. I've got like five. Hang on. Where's my my like, notes? My notes. Okay. My notes. I'll tell you now. So first, I'll tell you about Chang and Eng, who are really famous, and I'm sure you guys know most of the story of them. They are like credited as the OG Siamese twins. Problematic. Um, yes. There's a lot. There's going to be a lot of terminology in this that's just not great. Their words, um, not ours. And now Chang and Eng were from Siam, which is mm, the old old name for Thailand. So that's why Siamese twins like uh, kind of evolved as the name. And so this is in like the early 1800s. And um, they were born and they were joined at the sternum. So kind of breastbone. Well, there like at the breast and they lived their whole lives face to face chest wow. to chest which is an intensity i think we can all relate to um, and the after pandemic and i think that i we can categorically say we know exactly what life was like for them <laughs> uh now apparently if they'd been born in modern times they'd have in, easily been separated oh, that because they shared isn't... no major organs except for a slightly fused liver which, um, you know, they probably could have just decided who got it. Okay. Um, who was more fond of the uh, wine. Yeah. So they got older and they adopted the la- a last name, uh, Bunker. And they made obviously a bit of a killing on the whole sideshow circuit because they ended up buying a plantation. They were slave owners. And um, they also married a pair of sisters that were not conjoined um, twins. They were just um, average sisters. Uh, and the lads, Chang and Eng, fathered a total of 21 children. Excuse me? Isn't Jesus. that amazing? I mean, it's the intimate moments must have been very well, intimate they apparently constructed a very special kind of bedroom that allowed the four of them to sleep together, but with a kind of a modicum of I privacy. Guess, privacy, yeah. Yeah. Um, but also, I would highly doubt it was that effective. Like, I'd say they were all really just pretty aware. Just a full time orgy. So, or did they perhaps alternate or make some kind of suggest, like, Maybe they had a kind of a system where like Chang and his wife would roofie themselves on the nights that Ang yes. and his wife were going to have sex. Yeah. But I do know that actually things did become difficult because the two wives started to row and not see eye to eye. And obviously Chang and Ang had no choice about seeing eye to eye. So instead, <laughs> lucky they were quite wealthy, they managed to have get two separate homes on the go and um they moved a wife into each and, and then they basically visit. the wives kind of had shared custody of chang and Eng. they would spend three days in one house 
three days in another. I didn't find out where they spent the seventh day on any articles. Rest. But I presume it was just alone bitching, probably, yes, about, about their the respective wives. That's, and so, how, what age did they live until? Well, they lived until 1874. So quick bit of maths on my part, 63. That's a fine age. That's a fine age, especially Mm. for conjoined twins and of that time. And uh, they uh, basically what happened was Chang died uh, of a stroke brought on by pneumonia and Aang discovered his brother. Obviously, he's first on the scene. Yeah, dead, attached to him. And yeah, really, um, really fucking devastating. And uh, then Aang died before even an ambulance arrived. So, uh, probably blood poisoning, same as, uh, do you remember the the conjoined twins I was telling you about? Yes. Before. The gals. Yeah, that's what happened. The gals, and um, one died and the other died. Well, that's it. Poisoning. Like, I mean, yeah. how can, like, there's nothing that can be done there. Funny enough. They share a bloodstream. That's it. And they also did the privacy curtain for them. I uh, down remember the bed. that. Yeah. It's so kind of Needs ridiculous must. that all we want to know is how that bit worked. I know like, they spoke about that too in their book, but if it, it you know is what just I think one of though, those things, yeah, I feel like the sex wouldn't be as awkward as the masturbation. Yes. No, I would agree. Yeah, like I definitely think like way harder to have a wank with a conjoined twin than the actual. Yeah, we're doing it with our. Wives. I'm sorry, we just yes. have to. It's worth pointing out here that Sophie is casually stick and poking as she tells sorry. a creepy story. I, I've been meaning <laughs> to ask you about the glove and why you're. So are you? The gloves didn't there? even. They actually didn't even raise a single alarm bell when I saw you put on black latex gloves. I was like, this is on brand. This but is normal see you now, behavior. Just top of the Can head. You tell us. I'm doing a small tat here on my right hip. Because I wanted to just kind of test out this new color I've got. It's called okay. bubblegum pink, and I just want to see its vibrancy before I then commit to fixing the strawberry with it. How is it um, looking? It's looking good. Now you really have to layer in color. Um, professionals, feel free to get in touch. <laughs> I will repay you via Revolut if you want to offer any kind of professional advice, um, slash maybe an intervention and be like can you just stop because you're not good at this so anyway will i tell you about francesco lentini who was known Please on do. the circuit as the three-legged man now he's really famous i bet you you've seen pictures of him. i have seen pictures it was and one of the legs is did, kind of much shorter of yes yeah. and out the back but still yeah. had a foot and so do you oh. know why one of our absolute favorite micro creep subjects jen you know? Fetus in fetu. Exactly. Sure, wasn't it his brother? It was his twin brother. <gasps> yeah. And the twins it's, formed. Yes, um, the call was coming from inside right? the house. <laughs> it's true. So when he was in utero, the twin kind of fused to his cells or his cells, kind of embryo, and then it just developed as an extra leg for him. And he was. Very, as a child, upset and depressed. The doctors had decided that it wasn't feasible to remove the extra leg because um, it was fused to Lantini's spine. And it was also, so it was like, that's how they described it, a partially partially formed conjoined twin. Okay. Which is probably the least desirable type of of conjoined twin. It was fused with him at the pelvis. So I do think it like impeded him. 
physically. major artery running down there as well. You can yeah, see then and just like they weren't going to the dick spine. around. Like yeah. it was very difficult or well. expensive to get shoes, I would say. <laughs> um, well, that's it. You're buying what you need to buy all the time is three pairs at once. So you have to buy three pairs to get two pairs. Do you know that kind of way? Yes. Now, also, he was, this was like the late 19th century, so it's like late 1800s. And um, so he was sent to live in a school for children with disabilities and learning difficulties. And like, do you know the way of that time? Like, you just get lumped in. Yeah, it was like children with like a million different kinds of needs all just being kind of shoved away in school. Yeah. And then, but he actually later said that he thinks it was a really good experience because he kind of credits it um, for helping him to come to terms with his body mm-hmm. because he saw, I suppose, other people who had a lot of difficulties too and he kind of felt, I can deal with this. So he went and he became a big attraction in um, the sideshow circuit and he would kick a ball with his third leg, jump rope, and... Um, <laughs> He was very well respected. And should, do you know what? That'd be nothing to you. Like, I presume. Well, like, that's a pretty easy day's work for old um, Festino. Was that his name? Yeah. I forget. Uh, yeah, like, not too bad. Lentini. Um, and also, I suppose, compared with what a lot of other people um, at the carnival circuit were doing and having to put up with, mm-hmm. like... It's, it's really not on the bad end. Do you love, by the way, that I rejected a really depressing story in favour of this story? This lighthearted one. extremely depressing because obviously this was just a time in our very recent history where people just went to marvel at other Anybody who is different in any way. What I do exactly. like are, though, the stories of the people who for one reason or the, another, managed to turn things to their favour. Like the two and a lot lads of them did. finding a wives and going on to live a full life. Eat, totally. You know, if we just remove the slave owner section of Sections. knowledge, yeah, we then we can, uh, yeah, we'd like to expunge that from there. But, you know, well, I this ha- is actually, actually managed a positive to, one. This yeah. is the story of the camel girl. Who oh, is, that sounds very interesting. Yeah, her name is Ella Harper. And so she was born again in the late 1800s in Tennessee. And as a child, she discovered that she could bend her knees both directions. Oh, that's she could absolutely bend terrifying, isn't it? The image it's, of that. It's it like, um, of, well, it's just a kind, it just jars. It just jars because yeah. you've just never seen it before. But Did she, she have basically some type drop- of hyper hyper joint mobility i bet you yeah yeah i bet you because now people who have hyper mobility in their joints have to be really careful about what sport they play and everything like that and but she uh now we're talking hyper hyper mobility i'll give you a little quick look at her and she could drop down onto all fours literally oh wow wow and crawl and she was known as the camel girl because her bum made was a, a kind of her a bump. bump yeah a bump yeah i mean and, that uh, cannot be good for your knees you know it, I mean, when I we're talking if you're good for it god now they it, call this condition genu recurvation um ah. obviously in her day just called the camel girl and um, she did really well it's like she catchphrase say what you see <laughs> <laughs> she was the star of a play a circus called nickel plate circus 
she made loads of money um, and then uh, when she was 16 she quit the circus said she was going to school and she disappeared and never ever was seen again <gasps> yeah. wow which I think is a very positive outcome and do you there. get the sense there that like she... she managed to parlay mm-hmm. her funds into you know it's it just freaks me out life. thinking that there was kind of these like freak show scouts who yeah. would uh, go, go around from town villages town. Yeah. yeah and looking kind of for... talk to the the baker and be like anyone uh, so anyone anybody got it an unusual swinging yeah. off them yeah. an extra toe you know uh-huh. um now this guy there isn't a lot about him but his name was isaac uh sprague and he was called the human skeleton and Basically, he, in childhood, nothing seemed unusual uh, until he got to the age of 12 and he began rapidly losing weight and his muscles all kind of wasted. Oh, and um, s- some people, some called it extreme progressive muscular atrophy. Um, so then when he was 24, he basically felt like, okay, I've actually run out of options in terms of a career. So I'm going to join a sideshow and I think yeah that's pretty that is like pretty grim and sad because I guess you know there's lots of people who were like I'm gonna use this and do well out of this you know this thing this anomaly about myself um but Sprague not really like that um he uh apparently was right before he died Five foot six inches tall. So that's about you, Jen. That's me. But he weighed 43 pounds. So like, what? Like, I think I'm about 160 pounds. That is So he was a quarter of the size. Oh, the human body. How did he continue to, like, so that's when he died. That's what he was. But he actually died died at 44. Okay, so So let's hope he had a bit of crack with the gang. Let's maybe they so. let's maybe they had a bit of like they were like a traveling family and they had some nice dinners and yeah. they made fun right. of the shitheads that came to the show and there was some yeah. you know behind the scenes crack and there was a community a real community and like in some things I read um there was like people kind of falling in love and having families now the families had often become folded into the act as I'll go on to tell you now but um, it was also like obviously in such a shitty society, this was a space of like quite a lot of acceptance. Mm. Um, for you know, and the thing was as well, a lot of these people had been somewhat ousted from their own families, so they wanted and needed to kind of create a surrogate family. So it's both really depressing and like mildly happy that they found that somewhere. Mm. Um. And but you'd love to know going back, how would you feel if you were living during that time and you were brought to a show like that? Like, would you have a, just as a kind of a core sort of humanity? Would you have discomfort about what was happening, or would you just accept it? What do you think? So it's hard, hard to say, say isn't it? it? It's like I wonder what we're doing now, for instance. Maybe well, like we that will look back murder. Well, we, that's fair. Like, you Again, know, there is yes. going to be, I suppose, and that's so voyeuristic. Yeah, I mean, totally. there's like we're we're absolutely not perfect. There is, and we're still talking about this. I brought it up, and there's going to be things that we have <laughs> taking you down with me. 
Yeah. I mean, at least we don't pay from it. We only profit for it. So we're different. Um, (laughs) We're P.T. Barnum of this whole situation. Imagine now every, every creep was like, and that's the Patreon cancel. Um, (laughs) Okay. I think there are certain things that we have. I'm going to have to run in two minutes. But, um, you know, I think there, there's definitely, there's definitely atrocities that are being committed currently that we're gonna look back and say that was dreadful but you know what's interesting um and not to lower the bring the tone back in but obviously we've been doing all this work around the mother and baby home commission we did some fantastic interviews last week that are going to be released on um this week for our creep special which has taken some time because we were um being very considerate with making sure everyone was happy with what they said um really good you look back on that and you think like how did it happen like how did it occur and a lot of the people we're speaking to are saying hand on heart like we did not know how bad it was we did yeah. not know went what went on because the news the perception was controlled and like when yeah. a girl when a girl was sent away there was no more talking of her or hearing from her so like sometimes it is only retrospectively that we can understand how intense it was but i think that's why if ever there's there's rumors or there's not rumors or suggestion of something being inappropriate we have to believe it and act on it now and and we can't wait and like this ties into everything that's going on currently with direct provision it's not sufficient and we have to do everything in our power to stop it now so that we don't get into a situation where in 20 30 40 years time we finally understand yeah, yeah, and they're asking us, how come you didn't know? How come you, you didn't do anything? And it's like, yeah. sometimes well, to the be honest, honest even more so now, we'll just be like, actually, we have no comeback here because. Mm. But I think we that's an interesting thing we felt because. Like, what do you do? And yeah, we are, we, ad- we are definitely a nation and a people that advocates for what we believe to be right. If you look at what we did with the marriage equality Mm. referendum in 2015 and again by repealing the eighth amendment in 2018 then Mm. we can fight for what we want and we have a special i suppose governance in that if we demand a change to the constitution it has to be taken to a referendum so it is within our power to protest campaign and 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 seek actual change and it's never been more true as it is now because what has been unveiled in this commission and what you'll see from the interviews we've done as well and what the interviews that have been presented across like Liveline and Morning Ireland is that the commission and the information that we have been presented does not accurately reflect the reality of the situation. And another commission is not going to pull up any more information because there's for whatever reason, they're not interested in the actual information being available. So in order to seek justice and help these people, we now need to advocate for legislative change in how people can access information and especially pertaining to their own records. Yeah. Yeah. To answer your question in a nutshell, would you go to a show and think that it was wrong? Yeah. If you saw it, if you were there and you saw it firsthand, but if you were someone who lived in that society and didn't get to go see the show or didn't know it was happening, I'm sure it was a different um a different story well cassie really excited to hear that yeah to hear it i can't wait and appreciate all the back the work you're doing and making sure everyone it's the guys it's just obviously it's 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 i think it's going to be really interesting for people to listen to uh it's 
it's what we're it's not the it's not the full show of how we would like to produce it. there's so much more work that has to be done when we get on the roads and we get to talk to people it's a very difficult thing to talk to people about this topic over zoom because it's not fair on them you know we're yeah. leaving we're we're we have done a lot of work we're around who's, yeah who's comfortable people. talking mm-hmm. and and making sure that they're looked after and there's a continuous relationship of support there but um yeah it's once we can get on the road and, and finish this in the way that we, it needs to be finished i think it's going to be a very important piece of work for people to engage in well done brilliant well done to everyone involved and everyone mm-hmm. who's contributed their story yeah like, definitely it's just so um it's just so important very worthy very important uh and i can't have been easy to listen to that from you guys as well you know um, you know i'm sure it's been a difficult thing to work on it's been inter- it is, it's it's difficult but it's it, it's been interesting and i think it's it's uh it's important to give space to people to be able to share their experiences and to just say that we're walking alongside you and that we are listening and we are i mean all we're doing is taking their stories to an audience you know that's mm, one thing yeah. that has been incredible in the work that we do and the work that we do with this podcast is we reach a lot of people every week and um if we can use that platform to help tell these stories and i think that's really important well thank you cassie thank you thank you jennifer thank Thank you sophie and thank you for listening and thank you if you're a patron we really appreciate you you. please don't cancel Um, your patronage because we've commodified murder you've kept (laughs) us going this year and the year before yeah it's and been it's really... pretty amazing. And tell your friends. Yeah. Why and not? Yes. And this, so this Thursday, we have another great live show. I'm going to do a slideshow on celebrities that have murdered people. And um, <laughs> we've had, we've got, if you subscribe now, sign up to our patron, patreon.com forward slash creep dive. You have hours upon hours upon hours of deadly content there. Um, including a recent favorite of animals who were rewarded medals for doing things in the army and fighting in ways that they did not understand. That was a particularly good. Um, oh, oh, exclusive good interview with um, serial killer Ed Kemper. That was Absolutely. a really big exclusive just for the patrons. Huge. Just for the patrons. We always look after you guys. Ah, yeah. So we'll see you next week, pals. Bye. Goodbye. Bye. you like to look five years younger in a clinical study people that had volume added with juvederm voluma xc in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment look younger feel like you add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with juvederm voluma xc reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with juvederm volur xc For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. 
Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.